I mean, I, I don't know what you guys want me to say. Like, I don't even know, like, how to give you guys this kind of open. Like, I guess stay tuned to hear about what happened last night. Let's get into it, man. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day, especially after after last night. I, if those of you guys who have made Lockdown Pistons your first listen after last night, man, you guys got to go let me know uh, in the comment section down below or over on Twitter because I don't blame anybody who decides to skip even my podcast after what happened last night. Uh, make sure you go check out the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons if you haven't already. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, man, you know, let me just keep it a stack with you guys right now, okay? I'm going to keep it a stack 50 with you. I don't know what you guys want me to say. You know, I, I've been doing this podcast since April. We're coming up on a year in, a, in like two months, three months. I always find things to talk about. I always have things to talk about. I like talking about basketball. I like talking about the Pistons. I've grown up watching them my whole life. I talk about them nonstop. I can talk about them for days. Okay? I don't know what to tell you guys today. Did you, For those of you guys who watched last night's game, I mean, it's... It, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to spin this in any kind of positive light for you guys. I don't know how to spin this and try and make this some kind of happy, happy-go-lucky go podcast. Like, this is definitely, like... The entirety of listening to this podcast, there's like a rain cloud, storm cloud sitting right above me. It's dark. I'm being hit with rain. There's lightning. You guys can't see it, but I can feel it because I suffered through all four quarters of that game, and I'm recording this right after that game. You guys are listening to this the morning after, so you guys may have some time to get over it you know, and, and put it behind you. I'm coming off right after this, okay? There's actively a cloud hitting me with rain, and that's because the Pistons – after beating the Milwaukee Bucks, by the way, like I don't, this is unacceptable. This is straight up just unacceptable. This, this, this can't happen. How, how does this happen? This can't happen. There's no excuse for this. This is, this right here, I think for me, this might be the worst loss of the season by far for me. The Pistons are coming off a two game winning streak. They just beat the defending champions. They looked so good in that game, moving the ball. They played so well together. They looked really good. And then they come out to the Charlotte Hornets, let them score 140 points. Kelly Oubre drops 32 points off the bench. He hit eight fourth quarter threes. He hit eight fourth quarter threes. Two times for emphasis. He dominated the Detroit Pistons. During the, while I'm recording this, Steph Curry's having a bad game right now versus the Dallas Mavericks. He might be going off right now as I'm recording, but so far when I first started recording, he was having a really rough night. He was one of 10. You know, if you want to know why he was struggling, because Kelly Oubre went and stole his powers and was trying his hardest to take the Detroit Pistons and move them to Seattle. That's what he was, his sole goal of last night's game was not to help the Charlotte Hornets win. It was to try and force the Detroit Pistons back or force them to leave Detroit and sell them to the Seattle Super Supersonics. That's what he was doing out there to the Detroit Pistons. This man, let me tell you how bad this was yesterday. Kelly Oubre blew a kiss. He blew a kiss at Cade Cunningham. 
he blew a, he blew a kiss at Kay Cunningham after like his seventh made three. He turned around and blew a kiss at our number one overall pick. They were actively making fun of the Pistons on the court. Like, if I wasn't a Pistons fan, I probably would be sitting there laughing and dying of laughter while I was watching yesterday. There was a... It's rough, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys today. I'm I like, I'm, I'm at a loss of words. That's how bad it was yesterday. Like, this is just... It's unacceptable. Like, just look at the game charts. You go to NBA.com and look at the game charts. Now, there's 48 minutes in a basketball game. In order to have a lead at any point of the game, you have to you, – you could easily just win the opening tip off and score the first bucket. There's your only lead of the game. The Pistons weren't even able to have a singular lead this entire game. Not one time did they lead in this game. Not once. Not at a single moment in this game did they have a lead. The only time this game was tied was twice. They tied the game twice. <laughs> So not only did they not have a lead, they didn't even get to the same scoring as the Hornets outside two times. So outside of those two times, the Pistons were probably trailing for 47 minutes. That's probably what that means. The Pistons were probably tra- uh, uh, behind for like 47 minutes and 30 seconds. It's it's I the the Charlotte Hornets' largest lead was 36 points. Listen, guys, I know, I know I'm, I'm, I try to be positive. You know, I try to have fun with the podcast. You know, I try to be, you know, give some positive light to some things, you feel me? But this is just, this doesn't deserve that. I would be doing you guys a crime. I would be sitting here lying to me, to you guys, if I came on here and acted any different than how I'm acting right now. Because what we witnessed yesterday did not deserve anything but literally throw up at the TV. I don't know what happened yesterday. And it's especially unacceptable what happened in this game because of what they're coming off of. They're coming off a two-game winning streak. They're coming off of beating the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't care what anybody says. Dwayne Casey has to take a large amount of the blame for this. People will say, oh, well, you know, he's dealing with half his roster out. Cool, come on, dude. Why are you blaming Dwayne Casey? You cannot have your team. There's no way in living hell that your team should come out this unprepared. There's no way. They, they should come up this lackadaisical against the Charlotte Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets shot 8 of 12 in the first half from beyond the arc. A lot of that, some of it, maybe, okay, they were just hitting shots. But after that, they went on to shoot 2 of 9 after that point. Okay? So the defense obviously picked up. They, they started to close out a little bit harder. They started to put a hand up this time. Because in that first quarter, the Pistons allowed the Charlotte Hornets to score 37 points simply because they weren't playing defense. There was like maybe one person playing defense out there, and that was Killian. And he wasn't even having his greatest defensive day, but he was out there playing defense. He was probably the only one I could say was out there actually playing defense. Everything else, Cade had a few moments defensively help side, getting a steal or two. But the closeouts were terrible. The rotations were terrible. Hamadou Diallo, defensive off the ball defense was awful. He wasn't making the rotations. And the crazy thing about this, and then we'll move on to the second segment. Even the crazier part about this is that the Charlotte Hornets scored 37 points in the first quarter. That wasn't even their highest scored quarter. The fourth quarter was where they scored 40 points. I, I There's nothing good about this game. 
there's nothing good to take away from this game. See, I, I like after the first half, you know, the Pistons were down still by double digits, but it looked like it was going to be at least a fun game because they looked like they were starting to sharpen up and close it. Killian was having a good half. Cave was having a good half. And then it all just went to, 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 excuse my language, just pure shit. It just, it just went to shit, man. It, it was bad. As, as much as I don't want to do this, when we come back, we'll talk about some more in-depth things that happened in this game and where it went wrong and just what, what was going wrong with the Pistons in this game. Uh, again, this is the one episode I will literally excuse you guys. If you guys don't want to hear all this negativity and how bad yesterday was, you guys don't want to have to relive it twice, I seriously do not blame you guys for cutting off the podcast right now. I don't blame you at all. That's how that's how rough yesterday was. I let me tell you guys about some of our sponsors, man. We need to take a break from this. Let me let me tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you guys a little bit about Shopify. Cha-ching. You hear that? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell anywhere, everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial. Get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba right now. That's shopify.com slash lockdownmba. So I want to thank you guys again, especially today, for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, and if you're watching this on YouTube, either or, make sure you hit that subscribe button over at our YouTube channel. My God, uh, if you haven't already, it's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, let's go ahead and get right back into the darkness. Cue the uh, cue, cue, cue the clouds above me. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and like Photoshop a cloud hanging above my head and just you know, put a sad face on me, Michael Jordan crying face. I would accept that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you guys one bit for doing me like that, man. Wouldn't blame you. Uh, but let's, let's talk about some more in-depth things in this game. So I put a lot of this, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I seriously put a lot of this on doing Casey. Uh, the players have to play better, obviously, no doubt. But again, the team is coming off a win against the Milwaukee Bucks. They're coming off a two-game winning streak. They've lost 13 straight games as a franchise to the Charlotte Hornets. Not only should they feel fuel and energy and want to end that losing streak to the Charlotte Hornets, they're coming off a tremendous win that should have them hype as ever. They just beat the defending champs. How is it possible that your team comes out flat flat in the first quarter after that? How? That has to go back on coaching. That, that's uncoaching right there. You have to have your team ready. You have to have them in position to take advantage of those kind of things. And they should, have, they should have been ready. There's no reason in hell the Pistons should have been down 37-19 after the first quarter. There's no reason in hell they should be giving up 37 points in that first quarter. 
with all the things I just mentioned. At some certain point, pride has to take over. There's no way you're telling me that team that just hung with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo can't can't stick with the Charlotte Hornets in the first quarter. And the second quarter showed that. They outscored them in the second quarter. They started to sharpen up a little bit. They stopped, you know, walking through the, the motions and started playing defense a little bit more. That's uncoaching. But outside of that, let's talk about some other things, man. The Pistons, and this also kind of falls back on coaching. Uh, actually, not kind of. It is on coaching. There was a lineup out on the floor for multiple stretches of this game that featured Justin Robinson. I don't know if you guys may not even know who that is. Yeah, he's on the Pistons. He's been playing. He played 25 minutes tonight. Michael Potter. I, I don't know if you guys knew who that was either. He just got signed like three days ago. Uh, Saban Lee, Josh Jackson, and Rodney Magruder. So let, let's go through these guys. Two of them are G League guys. A third one is probably a G League guy in Saban Lee. And the fourth one is an overseas player in Rodney Magruder. And wherever you stand on Josh Jackson, he hasn't been a rotational NBA player outside this last game against the Bucks for about three months now. So if you want to keep it a buck, the Pistons had a lineup that consisted of all five players that were not NBA quality players. Now, you may, may say Josh Jackson is. I won't argue against that. But for at least the last few months, he hasn't been. So there was a lineup that featured all five positions, non-NBA players. How? How does that happen? We talked about this on the podcast multiple times. You should be staggering these guys. There is no reason in living hell that Killing Hayes, Kay Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and Hamadou Diallo should all be on the bench at any point. Not, not once, not one time should that ever happen. One of those guys, I would prefer two at least, but one of those guys should at least be on the floor at all times throughout 48 minutes while you're dealing with this. While you're dealing with these uh, – the COVID issues and health and safety protocols and, and missing guys and having to sign 10-day guys. While you're dealing with that, there's no reason that at least one or two of these guys shouldn't be on the court at all times. And the thing that blows me about it the most, the thing that absolutely blows me is that, and this has been something throughout the entire season. We've I, I've critiqued this multiple times. You guys have critiqued this about uh, Dwayne Casey multiple times as well. Is that, you know, and before I even say that, let me just say this. I know this is coming off as me completely blaming Dwayne Casey for the Pistons losing by 37 points and coming out there. Obviously, the players have to perform. It's on the players. We'll talk about them first uh, later on. But I, I got to talk about this part, too. So I don't want you guys to take this, those of you guys who are still listening, I don't want you guys to think that I'm, I'm trying to blame all of this on Dwayne Casey. I'm simply just going in order from coaching down to the players. So just hang with me there. But this is something we've complained about all season with Dwayne Casey. He has a, a roster full of young guys. Why is he scared to play them heavy minutes? I, I don't know why he, he has these stretches where he just doesn't play the young guys. Like, these guys are 20 years old, 21 years old, 22 years old. I promise you they are capable of playing 38 minutes. I promise you on nights like this, and the crazy thing is we saw him do Diallo and Sadiq Bey play those type of minutes already before while everyone was out. We watched them do it. I know Cade can do it. I know Killian can do it. I know Hamdou Diallo and Sadiq Bey can do it. You want to give the argument that Killian and Cade can't do it because of their conditioning and they've been out so long? I'm not buying that, but sure, I'll give it to you. Then Hamdou Diallo and Sadiq Bey should be playing heavier minutes then. There's no reason that you should have Justin Robinson, Michael Potter, Saban Lee, Ronnie Magruder, and Josh Jackson all on the floor at all the same time. No reason at all. Never. Never, man. It just shouldn't happen. So, yes, the players should have performed better, but damn it. They weren't the, the pro being the product being put on the floor wasn't the greatest as well. 
you could have had better lineups out there. And the fact that he threw the towel in at the three-minute mark with Killian Hayes, who was playing really well in that third quarter, along with Kay Cunningham, both those guys were playing extremely well in that third quarter. Kade had uh, just hit a few shots. Killian had just hit multiple uh, off-the-dribble sh- – uh, he had that off-the-dribble corner shot. He hit another catch-and-shoot three. He got to the free-throw line. He was playing really well. Him and Kate were playing good in that third quarter. They came out in the three-minute mark, and we never saw them again. The, the lead eventually ballooned to like 36 points. I don't know why the, the, the towel was thrown. There was, like I said, the stretch of having those five guys out there is insane. If you want to sit them for the final three minutes of the third quarter, go right ahead. But then they should be brought back in at the very beginning of the fourth quarter, in my opinion, to close it out. And if the lead continues to balloon, then you take them out, raise the white flag at like the six-minute mark and say whatever. Then you still save them some rest. But taking them out at the three-minute mark, you're basically waving the right flag because you know as soon as you take them out and replace them with those five non-NBA players, the lead will go from 12 to 300, and they're not going to get back into the game. So now you you basically wave the right flag at the three-minute mark. You take them out at the three-minute mark. You bring them back in at the fourth quarter. See if they can cut into the lead, make it a game. If they can't, then you take them out at the six-minute mark. They still would have remained under 34 minutes, so they're not really being gassed. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't get it. That, that right there, it is what it is. I don't get the rotational things. I don't get why he does the things he does. I don't. I don't. I, I don't get it. You guys got to let me know what you guys think about that, man. I know that they're playing a back-to-back as well, man. I understand that. But Killian Hayes played 24 minutes. Kay Cunningham played 26. Amadou Diallo played 23. Sadiq Bey played 26. Like I said. If you want to take Kate Cunningham and Killian Hayes out with three minutes left in the third, that's fine. Go ahead. Then bring them back in in the fourth quarter. Play them for the first six minutes. See if they can make it a game. If they can't, then you take them out and wave the white flag at that point. You want to know what they would have ended with their minutes totals if they would have just played those six minutes to start the, thir- uh, start the fourth? Cade would have played 32 minutes. Killian would have played 30. If, if I'm, I might be mistaken. But apparently, unless 32 minutes and 30 minutes is enough to think that they're just going to be gassed on a second half and a back-to-back, then maybe they shouldn't be out there on the floor anyways. I mean, I my, my God. I like I, – <sighs> I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe, maybe I'm just a guy yelling at a screen, yelling into a microphone. But to me, that makes a lot of sense. In my opinion, that makes a lot of sense to do. You're still getting both. You're 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 getting both the things you want. You're you're making sure they're not playing a lot of minutes, and you're at least seeing if you can make the game competitive, and you can still wave the white flag at the same time and get those ten day guys some minutes if you really want to. What was done last night was was waving the white flag in the third quarter. We waved the Detroit Pistons waved the white flag with 15 minutes left to go in the game. That's what they did. They didn't wave the white flag in that fourth quarter. They didn't wave it late in that fourth quarter. They waved that white flag in that third quarter by taking both those guys out and never bringing them back. That's what that was. They gave up right then and there. It was over with. And I can't respect that. The whole effort from the players, can't respect that. Can't respect the defense, can't respect that. Can't respect the rotations by on defense, can't respect that. And I sure as hell can't respect the coaching staff throwing in the white flag in the third quarter, which is what I believe that basically was doing. Can't respect it. We'll never respect it. Just won't happen. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the players. If if we'll try to find a positive, if there is one. Uh, but there is there's it's 
whatever. Let me tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, Line AG. Line would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to playoffs and beyond. Line remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So again, go check out their new update desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using our promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button over at our YouTube channel, Lockdown Pistons. I really appreciate it. It's the best way to support the podcast. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you guys will notice something. This, oh, wrong hand. Uh, the little thing my, my my fiance made for me, the little Detroit Pistons sign that you guys have all been asking. Uh, you guys have all been asking where I got it, how I did it. Uh, she had it designed, bought it for me. You guys all like it. Uh, if you guys actually want her to, like, try to design your guys' room, she's an interior designer. You guys can have her do that. This is what she does. So I know I had a – I actually had a few of you guys asking how I set this up. Uh, I didn't do it. My fiance did. So legit, if any of you guys are interested in it, reach out and I'll hook you guys up and you guys can talk to her and she maybe help you guys out. But anyway, my point is, you guys will see that the lights turned off. I, I This one, the lights on Pistons light over here also turned off. Everything's turned off in this room relating to the Pistons. I took the I took the blanket off off the bed as well. The Detroit, they, they don't deserve to have anything on after this performance. So Wrap up the podcast. Let's try to find anything positive. Killian Hayes. I thought he had a really good game, which, again, it sucks because it seems like when he doesn't have a good game, he plays 24 minutes. And he's having a good game. He still plays 24 minutes. He doesn't even get a chance to build upon it in the fourth quarter at all. His third quarter was really well. He had a few good plays. When he plays aggressive, he looks a lot better. But, again, in the first half, he only had two shots, and that just can't keep happening. Killian needs to be getting up like seven to nine shots a game, I think, at least. Uh, and and his aggressiveness is like kind of it, it's it's kind of went down. Like I, I feel like he started to reach a point of being aggressive, a, like a few weeks ago, and he was being aggressive consistently. And now he's went back to not being as aggressive or getting as many shots up. Uh, we've talked about his role and him being in the corner and playing off ball more, and that kind of wavers how many shot attempts he's going to get. Uh, but still. Like, I, I get it, but I, he has to get more than two shots and a half. He needs to be more aggressive. He needs to be trying to score the ball. Uh, there was a few times he did try to do that. He got to the rim one time on uh, on a nice drive and finished above Mason Plumlee. I really like seeing that. He got to the free throw line, made one or two of those. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Killian, my, uh, Killian and, and Cade Cunningham had the best games of the night. Uh, Cade had another really good game. He just looks really good when he's on the floor, man. He had 16.7 assists, two rebounds, two steals. Cade is the real deal. I mean, I, the the thing that kind of hurts Cade, and I think people have noticed this. Pistons fans have noticed this. Like, it sucks because what are we supposed to say about Cade? Like, we don't have – the Pistons don't have a lot around him. So, basically, like, the narrative around the season, all that's said about Cade Cunningham is like, yeah, we know. Cade's really good, but the team sucks, and we are dependent on other players – developing so we spend more of our time talking about these players who need to be developing 
because we know that Cade's good. We know that he's really good. We see it, and it's like, why talk about that when we know that already? We already know Cade's really good. We need to talk about the guys that need to be helping him. Uh, so I feel like Kate actually gets left out a lot in like conversations on Twitter, conversations on other podcasts, conversations on Piston articles written by guys, uh, conversations t- made by Piston fans in the comments of my videos, fans uh, tweeting at me. He kind of gets left out because it's just like a like everyone just it's like a general consensus that we all know. Yeah, Kate's freaking good. He's a really good player. He's the best rookie there in the draft, and the Pistons made the right pick. And he kind of gets like kind of tossed to the side, which kind of is weird. But, like, I get it. I, I get why, because we're focused on everything around him and trying to find a way to get everything around him to a point that will help him try to win some games. But, yeah, man, I, Cade's really good tonight, man. He continues to shoot well uh, from deep. He, his shooting percentage on the season is really going to be down until he starts. He's going to need to, like, shoot 60% from the field in order to get that just back up to, like, 45%. So his season averages aren't going to be good because of his first five games or whatever. But he continues to make really good passes in the pick and roll. Uh, his, he had four turnovers again. That's going to be a continuing problem for him five for the rest of the season. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a problem for him for the next few years. It's just the type of player he is. He takes risk. Um, but I don't know what else, what else to say about Cade. Cade's good. He he knows what he's doing out there. He's a really good player. He's good. That's that's all I got with Cade. I think we all know that already, though. Um, but then outside of that, man, Amadou Diallo, his defense was just atrocious in this game, his off ball defense, he just doesn't either one, he doesn't rotate or two, he doesn't realize to rotate or three, he's late rotating. Uh, it's just his off ball off rotations and off ball defense in general is just atrocious. And the, the Charlotte Hornets, when you have passers on the floor and Mason Plumley, who's a good passer, LaMelo Ball, who, by the way, I just got to say this about LaMelo. He had 12 assists tonight. That dude makes like the right pass almost every time. Like, when he runs the pick and roll, sometimes you'll see a guy force the bounce pass to the big when it really the kick out to the corner was the read. Or you'll see a guy make a kick out to the corner when really the big guy was the read. Or he'll pass up a layup when he should have taken – or he'll pass up a layup to try to lob it to the big guy when he should have been taking a layup. Like, sometimes you'll see guys miss that read. LaMelo tonight felt like he made that read right every single time. He made that corner skip pass, I think, like six straight times against the Pistons. And I'm just sitting there like, man, this dude is just like – LaMelo's freaking good. He was making, he legit made the right read almost every time, bro. It was crazy to watch. It was fun to watch. I wish it wasn't against the Pistons. I would have had a lot more fun watching it if it wasn't against the Pistons. But legit, man, he made like that corner skip pass out that pick and roll like five straight possessions because the Pistons kept helping down. And then the one time they didn't help down, he throws a, throws a lob to Mason Plumley. And then another time they, they take all those things away. Guess what? He gets all the way to the rim, draws a foul. He draws all the way to the rim, gets a layup. It's like, like the dude, he he just he, he's he's amazing, man. I, I I had a lot of fun watching him. But my overall point was before I got sidetracked there is that on a team with Lamelo Ball, Mason Plumlee, and Gordon Hayward, all those guys who are plus playmakers are capable of making these type of reads. When your rotations are just atrocious, they're just going to pick you apart over, 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 over. And that was what was happening with the bench unit. And then the starting line, specifically with Hamadou Diallo, they were just torching it. You leave someone wide open, they are going to find him that quick every single time. And that's why they kept getting open threes. It wasn't just Hamadou Diallo, but he was the most egregious one because it did happen a lot with him. But others ones were making the uh, the correct rotations. Trey Lyles was slow on rotations as well. Uh, even Sadiq was, Cade was, Killian was. They all were pretty slow on some rotations. They had some moments of brilliance. On, and that's the thing about it was, I don't get it. They had like two possessions. They really rotated really well. 
And then the rest of the game, they just said, ah, screw it. They'll miss some of these at some point. And they did it. The Hornets shot 57% from deep. They made 24 threes. Like, and when you give dudes that many open threes, they're going to hit that many shots. Like, the Pistons just had no interest in doing it. Like, I, it was tough. The entire bench was awful. Not a single person off the bench played well. Josh Jackson finished with 15 points, but all of that came in garbage time. Like I told you guys last podcast, he had a good game against the Bucks, but that was strictly because he how he was shooting from deep. He wouldn't do that again, and he shot all five from deep tonight. Like, Josh didn't have a good game. Don't let the 15 points dissuade you. All of it came in bar, uh, garbage time. The rest of the bench looked like trash. They were just awful. They, they, they weren't very good at all. I don't get why Luca Garza didn't get any playing time at all. Not like he was going to change anything. I'm not saying he would have won the game at all. I'm not saying that even a little bit. But it is a little confusing why Micah Potter uh, all of a sudden got more minutes than Luca Garza. I, I, that was that was a little bit shocking to me. Uh, but yeah, man, it bad game. I didn't. I I don't know what else to tell you guys. Awful game. I can't. I, there's probably like a hundred more bad things I could say about this game, but I'm not going to continue to be negative and 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 give this 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 sad energy to you guys consistently for five more minutes. We're going to wrap it up right there. I appreciate those of you who actually listened to today's podcast. Again, I don't blame anyone who did it. That was a rough. I don't blame anyone who just said peace out to the Pistons after last night. That was worst loss of the season, in my opinion. Uh, but tough, tough game. Thank you guys for listening to today's podcast, man. Thank you for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to our YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. It's the best way to support the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Make sure you guys go make Lockdown Bets your second listen of every day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your podcast platforms. Until the next podcast, man, I'll see you guys. Like, hopefully they don't go out there and, and, and do this against the Grizzlies, even though John Morant has turned into prime Derrick Rose. So can't wait to see what he does. But don't think the Grizzlies move the ball like the Hornets did. So hopefully we don't see 57% from beyond the arc on 48 attempts again. But who knows? This team is wildly unpredictable. They go out and beat the best team in the league one day and then come out and get absolutely obliterated and embarrassed and have Kelly Oubre blowing kisses at your number one overall pick the next night. Like, it's just – whatever, guys. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out. Stay safe.